0: not your typical vitamin you know a and and c type of thing but really supplements from a herbal origin and that's what we encapsulate these herbal supplements certain powders that we use and this i believe is uh, as stated in some of the emerging viral infection disease factors regarding uh, herbs uh, these medical journals and uh, approaches live from studios and I'm answering a very important reply, Dr. John McDougall, Self-Help Approach to Saving Yourself from COVID-19, that's the coronavirus. We're gonna talk here briefly, and then go and wind up to a big class event coming up Wednesday, March 25th, 5.30 p.m. Go to nickdelgado.com to register, and it's a free course, free podcast, and uh, you'll want to be part of it, trust me. So let's just jump right in here. Ways to fight back. And build up the immune system. Here's what Dr. John McDougall, in a few segments, has to say about that.
1: So a little sun, not too much. Uh, coffee. This is one I didn't particularly want to hear about myself. Coffee uh, suppresses immunity. Tea, which is Mary's favorite drink, uh, may enhance your ability to fight infections. Herbs. Oh boy, you're going to be confronted with all kinds of herbs to take. I am not an expert on herbs. I have all.
0: Okay, so he already mentioned avoid coffee that suppresses the immune system. He suggests it may be that herbal such as green teas may improve the immune system Uh, depending on how well you metabolize caffeine that might be something particularly if you're susceptible to chronic fatigue syndrome and adrenal fatigue then I wouldn't even use uh, the tea in that particular matter but herbs I am an expert on Dr. McDougall's deferring to and he's making a comment but let's uh, jump uh, back in for a moment
1: all kinds of friends know but because I'm involved in what many consider alternative medicine. I have all kinds of friends who are uh, some so-called experts on uh, enhancing your your health and your immune system, your cancer-fighting ability with various uh, types of, primarily plants. And what we're talking about here is not supplements like vitamins. We're talking about plant medicines. And uh, I'm not an expert on this. I,
0: I, I want to kind of clarify when he says not supplements. Not your typical vitamin, you know, A and and C type of thing, but really supplements from a herbal origin, and that's what we encapsulate, these herbal supplements, certain powders that we use, and this, I believe, is uh, as stated in some of the emerging viral infection disease factors regarding uh, herbs, uh, these medical journals and uh, approaches. So, let's let's take a look here what what he has to say a little bit further.
1: But... You know, I have one attitude about it, and that is that, uh, you know, these supplements, or these herbal medicines, they uh, are likely to do you any harm. You could read the research on Google or go to the National Library of Medicine, read about various herbs and decide whether or not there's enough research for you to decide to take them. You can buy them in most grocery stores and most pharmacies. And, I think it's an error that's probably reasonable to make, even if it doesn't do you any good at all. Like, for example, we picked up some Echinacea, and let's see what else we got. Uh, here's uh, Sambusas. Yeah, I don't know. Never heard of that one before. Uh, Australis, A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L-U-S. Again, you know, one that's touted for its benefits. But I didn't see, you know, Linus Pauling, in fact, I did a interview with Linus Pauling on my radio show. And uh, this Nobel Prize winner, of course, he said that if you take large doses of vitamin C, you will enhance your immune system and fight infections and cancer, et cetera.
0: so the immune system is the core of what protects you, and that I want to pay particular attention to in the center here is a white blood cell that's actively uh, engulfed some candida fungal forms. It's looking for some bacteria that's floating around, uh, some various microbes, and of course viruses are uh, smaller than uh, bacteria themselves, and that's what we're most concerned about right now is these mutated type uh, viral strains. but. The important thing is also to recognize that uh, the the combination of herbal interventions, astragalus, which we use in uh, some of the product lines that we've created, uh, particularly important in uh, a product we call Stay Young uh, AM. And he mentioned vitamin C, certainly the rich whole bioflavonoids is a great way to go. And he mentioned a few other herbs as well, you know, and of course we can get into much more detail, uh, licorice root and so forth in the coming course. And I, I think there's, there's some good efficacy. And like he said at very least uh, the risk or the harm is minimal or none so let let's let's go further here
1: uh, there is some evidence that taking vitamin C may increase your risk of cancer but I think it, as far as uh, vitamin supplements go this is probably the least risky and if you decide that you're going to add that to your regime fine again
0: yeah, he he did mention vitamin C uh, at, at high dosages. Probably more the synthetic is what he's talking about has been associated with actually a depression in the immune system, and so you want to take it judiciously and just kind of quantify from herbs and supplements and whole foods, you know, how to get the most efficacious to really again support the health of the immune system. So let's uh, hear us. You know, this is statements. not my
1: expertise. I offer it to you with. Uh encouragement to decide whether the compliance rate to what we teach after a year and that's been published in scientific studies like for example the journal MS and related diseases and uh, the journal of nutrition. We published-
0: so Dr. McDougall in, in a rather eloquent and long discourse uh, talks about uh, the benefits of learning how to manage diabetes with the whole plant-based oil-free diet. He goes into minimizing the risk of cardiovascular disease and those people who uh, are in chemotherapy and how it suppresses the immune system and really more importantly what to do to go about improving the immune system and I think it it behooves you to listen to his entire talk Uh, but he also brings up about the autoimmune conditions and, and its relationship and saturated fat and cholesterol and how it depresses the immune system. Even fish depresses the immune system, as he mentions, particularly some of the more fatty fish. Uh, So if we're going to look back through the history of SARS and various conditions, where is this novel coronavirus coming from? Is it really uh, originating from a, a convergence of a bat and uh, the the use of fish and avian and, and various mammals that we've kind of surrounded ourselves with and even gone so far as to start consuming. I tend to agree poultry also is it puts us at a very great risk. And when you when you go through the textbook here, I, I you know, again in, in all fairness um, on on how not to how not to die in his uh, chapter, which I, I believe you really should read at this point. I, I I have the audible book of this too, so it it really is um, an in depth uh, review of of all this information. Uh, nutritional yeast uh, has a thumbs up. Uh, the use of uh, medicinal mushrooms is very very important for supporting the immune system. Uh, talking about uh, probiotics and prebiotics uh, essentially coming from raw uh, uh, fruits and vegetables so you know again the, these are the things, the core. And then just six minutes to 30 minutes of exercise uh, improves the immune system tremendously and reduces the incidence of upper respiratory disease. But he also goes into the length about how excess exercise can be overwhelming uh, to many people, particularly, you know, if you're pushing the envelope and, and your body is, is highly stressed. And be careful of uh, meat uh, microbes, uh, the bacterial infestion, uh, in, infestation from uh, fecal material. And, you know, th- this is, is pretty well described. And, you know, here I'm going to c- clip away to a section where Dr. McDougall's talking about meat consumption and hepatitis E virus infection.
1: Most of us are able to, to tolerate this. Uh, high carbol- uh the uh, <clears throat> novel coronavirus, novel, new, no, just like when. Uh, when measles came into the native populations of America several hundred years ago, it wiped essentially 90% of people out because they'd never been exposed to the measles virus before. This is a novel virus. We don't have much built-up immunity. Uh, the story that uh, is most popular and probably true, even though you'll find also all kinds of conspiracy theories out there to explain other reasons for the development of this particular novel virus I think it probably came from the fact that uh, uh, we're raising animals in unsanitary conditions, billions of animals living together in crowded conditions with billions of different viruses. And oh, well, just a disaster waiting to happen. And of course, they blame the the current problem to the uh, wet markets, they call them wet markets, in Wuhan, China. But this happens all over the world. Uh, articles here, just several of them that have been published which uh, talk about dairy calves spreading novel coronavirus and uh, cows spreading the virus and bats and various animals, pigs. And it's not just the animals that people eat, either uncooked, undercooked, or raw. We've got the same issues in our markets. We've got cattle raised, And uh, other livestock raised in crowded conditions, uh, hundreds of thousands of animals uh, tightly packed together, and those animals containing millions of different viruses, uh, stuff is unsafe.
0: Okay, so Dr. McDougall made it very clear that your immune system is under siege. It's unsafe, as he stated, because the local markets, meat, poultry, fish, uh, all these uh, animals essentially are raised in very crowded conditions harboring billions of various types of microbes and viruses and depressing the immune system it's enough to make you want to change your diet if you know me who i've been speaking about this for 43 years oil-free, plant-based, whole foods eating, just like Dr. John McDougall, he and I agree completely that this is the crux of the matter. And we have to get to the cause to solve the problem. But let's just say you do develop the condition and your white blood cells are mobilizing the antibodies, the B cells are essentially building up. There's over a billion different types of B cells. And, you know, these B-cells can kind of tag and, and fight against these various microbes and infections. But what are you going to do? Uh, are you going to stay hydrated? Are you going to basically stick with the typical diet you're on? Here, let's just get a quick drop in on this comment.
1: The ability to resist infection in many, many, many ways. Uh, but well, I can't count them all. You can go to Dr. Greger's website, nutritionorg.com, and he'll tell you all kinds of different things that different plants do in terms of enhancing your immune system, preventing infections, cancers, and so on. And I think that's an interesting view. But the, the, uh, the makeup of plants are so complex. And the way we interact with these plant phytochemicals are so complex. We really don't understand it. And to get the idea that you can isolate one of these particular nutrients out, say, in a uh, supplement and uh, feed it to somebody and solve the problem, is, I think is uh, a, a really oversimplistic view.
0: Yeah, I I agree with Dr. McDougall that you can't depend on a single, quote, supplement to solve this problem. You can't depend on even a single drug to solve the problem. He even goes further in this particular Uh, self-help approach to say that he would not personally do a a flu vaccine. He would not uh, under any circumstances. So it's interesting that, you know, again, when we're talking about how do we build up the immune system, what do we need to do to protect the immune system, we really have to take into account that uh, the foods that we eat are rich in what we call plant flavonoids. Plant flavonoids are tremendously helpful in building up a healthy, strong immune system. So, you know, we can we can get into more details about that in the coming event. We're going to talk about uh, certain things that you need to do to build up the body, store up on fruits and vegetables, beans and peas, and... Uh, You know, look at uh, the cooking temperature here. I think this is rather revealing that the influenza uh, virus, uh, the flu virus, H5N1, that it was proven that uh, cooking temperatures of 70 degrees centigrade for even up to two hours was not enough to get rid of uh, these viruses. And 70 degrees is 158 degrees. Here, listen to this.
1: much to be learned about the COVID virus. And these figures might, might have to change. But certainly thorough cooking is one of your defenses and uh, one of your chances of uh, eating food that is not going to infect you. So what are we giving up? Well, we're giving up stuff we shouldn't be eating anyways.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the key... Uh passion is Dr. McDougall for 47 years, myself for 43 years. We've been talking about the principal methods of prevention and control of infectious diseases, uh, mostly chronic diseases, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, uh, arthritis, but now we're really focusing because the world has now come to their knees about this whole situation of this COVID-19 coronavirus. So uh, let's let's all uh, kind of pull together on this. Uh, please register for my course coming up on uh, March 25th. Uh, for those of you who can please register in advance, we have a lot of people that are registering now at nickdelgado.com. You can uh, attend the class from the comfort and safety of your home, watching it on YouTube or on nickdelgado.com. And if you just register, you'll see it uh, in-person, live, this uh, Wednesday, March 25th, 5.30 p.m., and uh, that's Pacific Coast Standard Time. Also, just keep in mind uh, these concluding comments so that you're not following misinformation. Let's listen to John McDougall's concluding comments. In
1: terms of controlling the virus spread over the planet and over the country, etc., your community, Uh, So I'm not trying to minimize this, but it's not gonna make any difference as far as your concern personally, as to whether or not you're gonna uh, survive this uh, particular virus knowing whether or not you have it. So if you're sick and uh, you wonder whether or not it's a COVID virus 19, coronavirus 19, COVID 19, uh, you get a test to satisfy your curiosity to make you do things you should already be doing. Uh, as far as your care goes, uh, I would encourage you strongly to stay home and not go to the hospital or doctor's office, which is uh, not only full of sick people, but also full of people who make terrible mistakes at uh, the authority positions physicians like uh, doctors and nurses and so on. I mean, keep yourself out of that system. It-
0: That's a pretty potent comment. He said, um, when you're sick, do mostly home care. Stay hydrated, I would say. Eat a lot of plant-based fruits and vegetables, beans and peas. If you're hungry, if you're not, just wait till you are hungry. Uh, be sure that you get plenty of sleep, and you certainly um, pay attention to normal techniques of washing and cleanliness. But he says, stay away from the hospitals. Bad decisions are made there. He made it very clear. The medical system is not very clear about how to handle these deadly infectious conditions. And they become more deadly when people are exposed to harsh treatments. So let's hear what he has to say about that.
1: As much as you can. And that may mean, in addition to you caring for yourself uh, or family caring, helping to care for you, uh, that may mean that you have to hire assistance from the outside to come in and take care of your house cleaning, your 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 own self-cleaning and preparing your food and so on. And I would encourage you to do that. Uh, in the short run and the long run, it's gonna be less financially expensive for you and expose you to less risk of a catastrophe. Believe me, if you go to the hospital sick, if available, they're gonna give you everything they got, whether it works or not, because that's what the medical business does. It treats. Be careful. So there's no specific treatment for this virus. You'll hear about a couple of drugs, a couple of malaria drugs and anti-AIDS drugs that they say may have some benefit. They haven't been tested thoroughly enough. Hopefully they work. Um, I would not encourage you to stockpile such medications um, and uh, hopefully through continued experiment with highly effective HIV medications and they have been highly effective.
0: Yeah, he's talking about HIV medications and Peter Duesberg, the world expert on this, Inventing the AIDS Virus, you really should read this book. I think you'll learn uh, some shocking information. It may be difficult to find anything on this uh, book uh, online. It's a departure from mainline uh, medicine, but uh, you will learn uh, from Nobel Prize laureates forward, uh, uh, Dr. Kerry Mullis and others. Uh, So let's go on with this final discourse here of a summary
1: uh, we'll find uh, something more specific to covid19 and maybe something that applies to uh, microbe threats in the future viral effects threats in the future maybe something so common to viruses that we could deal with multiple threats uh, through one specific maneuver rather than having to have a separate vaccine for each and every problem <clears throat> Uh, antibiotics won't stop the virus. It'll cause superinfections. Uh, you may develop a bacterial pneumonia that is uh, life-threatening. So you don't want to get on antibiotics. Uh, they, unless you have a superinfection, then it maybe it'll help to you. Uh, mostly, the treatment is supportive. There was an art-
0: So he made the comment uh, that these antibiotics tend to put you at greater risk for super infections, and so it's shocking how many people are running to doctors trying to get antibiotics, and the doctor, if they understand the process that uh, antibiotics deal with bacteria, uh, if you take a look at the blood under a microscope, you can see the white blood cells, the red cells, candida fungus, and various bacterial forms, but viruses are much smaller, and they're not uh, altered or changed by antibiotics. So Furthermore, Dr. McDougall just kind of summarizes about the breathing assistance. Here, let's hear what he has to say about that.
1: Article last week in the New England Journal of Medicine about whether or not high oxygen or low oxygen therapy reduced mortality. It didn't. Yeah. You know, and of course, that's the first thing they're going to do for you if you're having problems with COVID-19, you're going to have respiratory problems. They're going to put you on some oxygen. Well, you can do that at home, too. You can have uh, your doctor order uh, home-delivered oxygen units to your house. and If you think it makes you feel, feel better, fine. But I don't think the research is there for improving the survival. The next step they'll do is a BiPAP, which is kind of like a, a CPAP machine, more advanced. And, again, your doctor can order one of those for you. can be used at home. And then the last step will be a respirator. I have to tell you, folks, uh, when you are at the point where you're being put on a respirator, things are really, really, really bad. And you may, uh, you may uh, place in your end-of-life instructions as something you do not want to have done to yourself. Uh, I think it's something serious to consider, particularly in this circumstance, where if you're at that point of failure of systems, particularly your respiratory system, the addition of more costs and pain to you by putting you on a ventilator is something I think you ought to seriously talk about with yourself, your family, and your uh, medical team if you don't
0: eat. Okay, so he he made it pretty clear that a ventilator is like an end stage uh, and a very risky situation. So um, I think we really need to kind of get to the core of these various issues and situations. So uh, natural preventative measures, eating healthy, make sure you stay hydrated. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, We're we're really uh, preparing for kind of a whole new intervention with this world and the the way things are changing. Uh, But I do have some exciting news for you based on the research on safe uses of cortisol by William McKinley Jeffries. I have certain things to share with you, certain approaches and techniques. So please register for Wednesday, March 25th. Uh, And if you have already heard this broadcast, then uh, go ahead and emerge yourself in the course called Becoming Immune to the Coronavirus. And that course is available right now for free. Please tune into that course and um, we'll be excited to share with you the evidence. And what we're going to share with you, I think will potentially change the way you view healthcare. This is Dr. Nick Delgado saying... Be strong, be well, and uh, let's do this together. I'm sure we can accomplish virtual miracles. Yes, we can. Thank you, everyone. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power & Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com, and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.